0: Here goes another 20 year old. Holy shit, I hate those guys. Gotta hate 20 year olds. Somebody help these twins. It's time to figure it out, Ricky. Yeah. Don't, touch me. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Jack,
1: Jack, check, 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 check Jack, 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 Jack Johnson.
0: Jack Johnson. We're on Too Many Jams, show about all things 20-year-old.
1: With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. confused. Yes,
0: Kev. <laughs> Producer Kev, back in the house, it's been about a six-month hiatus, maybe longer. Back at it again. Oh, you no, you were on some early COVID quarantine episode, so yeah. maybe, a, maybe a four-month yeah. hiatus. Feels just like Remember yesterday, f- though.
1: Remember the first episode we did with Kev when we moved into this house? we uh we had pizza pizza, and we sat down on the carpet and gave our you slippers? furnitureless <laughs> living room. kev gave us slippers and we uh we kind of learned about kev for the first time
0: yeah d- didn't know much about kev <laughs> <laughs> now we know too much
2: yeah, yeah, you know my deep dark secrets,
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, no, we're just chilling at the house uh back another episode a little late uh Rob, what a little late on the episode, sure. Oh yeah, it's
2: Wednesday. It's
0: Wednesday, my <laughs>
1: dude. I don't know what day it is anymore, man. Yeah. They're all they all mold into one.
0: I right, for real. How was um, how was your uh, five day vacation up north?
2: Um, <laughs> you mean the weekend?
0: <laughs> you mean uh, uh my Wednesday weekend, night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. How was that?
1: Um, it's, it was good
0: yeah do you, do you unwind after the work week before the the tuesday day <laughs> what did you what did you do the entire time that what did I do Kevin should we tell him what we did?
2: fucking figured it out man
1: we
0: figured it out dude
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what did you you know how how many how many video game how many hours did you log in the war zone when <laughs> over the last five however long I was gone
0: 100 <laughs> 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 no, I toned it back.
1: Okay Kevin and I figured 95 out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 95
0: Yeah I only put in Yeah eight, 8 plus hours No I had a great I had a I had a, uh, I had a productive weekend Actually Rob <laughs> Because I had to stick around And finish the drone shoot You fucked yeah, up Yeah that's true Edit a drone video That's true I appreciate you doing that Drive out wait. to Richmond Hill uh, <laughs> Then I spent Sunday on a boat uh, And Jazzies? Uh, Jazzy's? Yeah And uh, so oh, Wait so her dad's back now? No we just or? chilled on it It was actually pretty funny Like in the harbor? Yeah, in the harbor. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I spent, uh, I actually, I, I spent the good majority of the weekend working. I had uh, shit to catch up on and yeah, I had to finish up that drone shoot from last week. Listen to last week's episode if you want to know why I'm being so hard on Rob. He absolutely fucked me last week. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we went to uh, the boat on Sunday for an afternoon and it's parked in this harbor right by the Queens Key. Literally right across from this nice park. And as we're pulling up, you know, just three nice, you know, good, good white people rolling up in a, in a, <laughs> is this, does she park it down in the east end? That's a, what, Queenskey Queens West, Queenskey West, right by the island, Toronto Island Airport. Queens Quay. Oh, okay. okay. Queens Quay. Okay.
1: Queens, so, so when I, when I go down to see Graham, he's on the, um, he's, he's on, on the, the east end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so yeah, good, three good whites <laughs> rolling in uh, to hang out on a boat for the afternoon and there's a full-blown uh, Black Lives Matter uh, protest going on in the park right across from the boat. Oh, really? It's very uncomfortable. Uh, you're just like, we're playing like classic rock, you know, sitting in the boat. <laughs> the waspiest, whitest yeah. possible. flag And we're just like having some RTDs.
1: So who's there? Is you, Jazz? Just me, Jasmine, and her sister. Nice. It, I guess. I guess the protests are um because of that shooting of that who was it? Jacob Blake? Mm-hmm. They said over the weekend or something. Yeah, it sparked. Some
0: I boys. didn't even hear that, that happened
2: on Sunday.
0: I think it was just a schedule. Might have been pre. Oh, it, okay. yeah. And I mean, this one was. It wasn't like this, if anything is it it, fuel it, to the fire. It's not. It's not like the states where like there uh there's riots and it's scary. It was. It was a demonstration, so it was fine, but it was loud. Yeah. like they had a big uh speaker How many people system would you say i there? couldn't see through the trees but it sound it sounded loud yeah um and it was it was like cool and also uncomfortable like they had someone singing and they had like multiple people talking but like i mean one of the girls went x games mode on the mic
1: and she just got up there and oh
0: like, it was like ah like Canada and like you think you're you think just because you're white in Canada, you're not racist. And I'm just, like, sipping an RTD on the boat, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, just, like, trying to, like, look away. Yeah. And uh, she's like, Canada had slaves, too. Like, this is, and, and just, like, going off. And um, I was talking about how, you know, we, sh- basically, explaining how the comfort and, like, the fun we were having, not directed at us, but, like, uh, the lifestyle we were having was, like, Were the enemy. And like, so it was, it was a very. So, um, did it feel like,
1: um, like, did their protest, did it seem like it was a, like, a very us versus them mentality or was it like a, let's, let's kind of work together to make this better?
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, she was demanding like a portion of like land back and like income from,
1: from who in particular like the government or like what
0: you know i i didn't catch that it sounded yeah. a lot like white people but i th- i don't i think it was more wealthy people yeah but white and wealthy in her things was synonymous she yeah. was saying like white people built their wealth on so it, it was hard to it was hard to garner it was a lot of yelling yeah um and uh so i, I like i didn't really i don't really know yeah uh, so, but then when, when she got off, then there was like, you know, people singing and like a guy got up and he was, he was talking much quieter and I couldn't hear the rest. She just went X Games boat and definitely like, I was like, am I the problem? I'm just like on a boat, like having like a neutral vodka soda. And I was like, am I? <laughs> I, was, I just was like, you know, I was trying to convince Jasmine to give them her dad's boat right but she wouldn't do it which i thought it was very racist of her to not do that so i i'm gonna flame her on on live air for that like she has a boat racist right my (laughs) how did you make that money Uh, So those are my questions right like how do you how can you afford a boat can you guys afford a boat
1: i i can't afford a boat
0: because we're not racist that's what i'm thinking it, the math adds up when I do it in my head, but she wouldn't give it over. So uh, I don't know what about her. I don't know about Jasmine anymore. So we have to we have to canceled. I have to yeah canceled, <clears throat> cancel Jasmine canceled. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. No, it it was just like it was just the first time because I've been we've been living uptown, so I haven't seen any protests. I haven't seen any uh, anything really going on. I didn't even hear about the shooting this weekend because
1: uh, I I think it was well it was down in the states. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't hear about it. And, uh, it was just, it was, I, I was more just making a joke. Like, it was only uncomfortable because, like, imagine someone's yelling anything, like, while you're just chilling. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, even yeah. if they were yelling, like, uh, I'm like, like, I hate
1: frogs. Frogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, chill out on the frogs, man. Like, I'm just chilling <laughs> on this boat.
2: <laughs> it's interesting, though. I saw, um, someone post that, like, because with, uh, I've been watching, or I've been watching a bit of the basketball, but, um, like, like you see all the Black Lives Matter support with the players and everything. Yeah. And I guess with this this last uh, like the police brutality with um, with Blake it uh, like a lot of the players are like what are we even doing here? Like they're even thinking of like doing a boycott. Just like. Yeah. I read like, that too even, actually that the Raptors like,
1: were thinking about boycotting
2: yeah. one of their games. Which would be interesting because I heard I don't know someone mentioned like when they were talking about even In doing the this season. Yeah. One of the saying, most fuck recent it, ones. Kind of like, yeah. Kind of like because someone explained it, like it made a lot of sense to me. Like, because they're thinking about doing this season, but they're also like, do we want to use a platform to like sort of I don't know, use it for Black Lives Matter and like sort of uh, keep talking the subject, or do we want to just just boycott the whole season until these like super more powerful owners kind of like push? Yeah, the they own boats.
0: I bet a lot of those owners own boats. <laughs> yeah, they own a lot Probably channel. right. Big ones too. Big boats. But, um, it, it makes
2: sense if you're like, oh, when you upset the. Powerful owner, then shit just happens and shit changes really quickly. Versus you're like, oh yeah, 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 Black Lives Matter. But like, no, what's going to
0: happen is these powerful owners are going to bring in Tropic Thunder, like a group of like white classic basketball players that are just shit at the game. Like you know, like scabs back in the day when union workers were trying to fight for like fair wages. Yeah. And like the owners would bring in like scab workers or whatever oh, they call the line huh? Yeah. And they'd cross the line and then like the workers would be like, fuck you man. You're the you're the enemy. It's gonna be like that, but with like Will Ferrell in and the tropics. <laughs> no, I, I hate do it. Uh yeah, no, <laughs> Is that a rewind? <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna like, like <laughs> I'll line it up. Sorry, the camera just cut out if there was a little bit of a blip in the, the YouTube. But yeah, I think it's I think honestly, as a man who doesn't give more than a couple fucks of a basketball, do it. Do it.
2: I, I think it'd be interesting. It'd be uh I don't know because I do think it is like you can talk about all issues all you want, but until you actually yeah. affect rich people, stuff doesn't
0: happen. A hundred percent that's why. That's why we can't affect any change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try. Yeah. That's why we can affect
1: so much change. We're, we're absolving we're ourselves of back.
0: responsibility. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I. You know what I think too. Hockey players boycott too. Man, the Leafs are out. So throw away the playoffs. Yeah. Do you think I? I keep thinking. Is there going to be
1: an asterisk next to whoever wins the Stanley Cup this no. year?
0: No, I don't think so. No. But there wasn't an asterisk. Wait, wasn't there another time when like the season was locked out?
1: No, well, it was just it was just locked out for the whole season. It didn't come. It back. It didn't come back. It, th- there was no sort of makeshift like format it wasn't like a half right season
0: They made lockout?
2: 2020 work but that season. wasn't it a half
0: season <laughs> lockout wasn't it a partial I, I, I remember can't being remember. shorter yeah i don't, I don't think it was a full, full it wasn't okay. a full year maybe yeah and i think there's no asterisks next to uh that that cup yeah. well i think
2: yeah, as sure. much as this is a different kind of season also the shit they had to put up with like you're you're able to play hockey at the arena go to the hotel room yeah. and that's it <laughs> and everyone
0: knows that the regular season doesn't fucking matter yeah. the first place regular season team last year got swept in the first round of the playoffs so no, I don't think there'll be an asterisk. But I think it's pretty racist of them to play through these issues and they should boycott and then cancel it and then we'll have a do over next year. And 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 cause good social change, right? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's pretty crazy that they're not doing it. <laughs> it's uh Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love I putting you both in uncomfortable <laughs> situations. Okay, so for the record, um, I'd say I'm the person in the house that's most comfortable saying fucked up shit, followed by Robbie in second place and Kev, Kev, Kev further down the line. So one of my, what, what one of the things I like doing is stuff like that is just like saying something outlandish and just leaving you guys to reply. Just draining us emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kevin, what do you think about just general Chinese people? In a whole, as a whole. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely boycott the NBA. Um, Kevin, I want to hear about... Maybe vent to better sport in general.
1: Um, I want to hear about your weekend.
2: Yeah. There's um, a... <laughs> so yeah, the plan for this weekend was to go to Kill Bear um, mm-hmm. car camping, which I've never been to. Uh, apparently, I don't know. Yeah, it's a very nice, like area but like just outside of Perry sound yeah so get all the camping gear together like just planning like packing camping camping yeah, uh, who was all involved in this like you aaron yeah me and uh buddy hamid then aaron's camp friends What so was the
0: general like demographic breakdown
2: mo- well it was like uh camp girls mm-hmm. from yeah. from uh tana mccune they're all like friends from whatever long ago and then uh been been friends forever then it was supposed to be just a girls' weekend, then they kind of like opened it up to the boys, which it was just me and Hamid coming along for the ride. So, how many girls? Toxic masculinity. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly.
0: I'm <laughs> just trying. <laughs>
2: six, six girls. Yeah, six girls and me and Hamid.
1: Nice. Yeah.
2: All but all, all well, like, uh, we're good friends with like most of them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we, we get, it took a while to get out of the city. It's classic. Like, got delayed and then uh, got on the road and had to go to LCBO, or whatever, and then get there at like 10 at night. Like, we get there just before they're. Shutting down like the gates
0: to get in. Did you check your privilege at the gates? I did. I did check- <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: no, there you don't have to because it's like, oh, okay. Everyone there is white. Oh, okay. <laughs> except <for Haman. laughs> yeah, except for the the one guy you're with. Yeah. Um, no, um, but no, it's fine. Then uh, so we we get there, whatever. It's all good. Then some cool looking sites. Like, uh, stars are out. We're like, oh, we're all like, oh, this is actually amazing. Like, I've never, never been here. Um, pass by some deer on the way in. It's nice. all over in nature. Nature. Um, and then so we're excited. Well, make some food, have some drinks, and like I don't know, have some fun. And I, I'm used to going camping. And You like, yeah, you're just you're camping. You're kind of just free to do what you want. I've never been car camping in a long time, where it's like especially this spot, or the spot. although the sites are really close together. So we pull up to our spot, and the, the we met with the girls who are already there. Mm-hmm. They already have like a big thing of rum punch going among some like edibles and whatnot, and they're kind of like they're very loose. And we didn't realize at the time, but they'd already gotten two warnings from the camp warden. <laughs> the girls? The the, the girls. uh, they, for, they, for being too loud? Or? Yeah. So they have mm-hmm. like, uh, the security is like, they a camp warden. Yeah. So they always approach your site like, camp warden here, guys being too loud. <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> so then joke. This we, guy
1: sounds like a nerd. No,
2: <laughs> it was actually this like, uh, this woman. And you can tell she like, didn't have um. Rob, Rob. her authority. She was like, nervous. She was like, Assumed. guys, guys. God, and everyone's still talking. The guy yeah. camp warden here, guys. And we're like, oh, guys. Shush, shush, can't it.
1: it seems like sort of like the equivalent of like um, like uh, like a like a res. What do they call it? Yeah, the a RA, RA. RA. Like an RA yeah. per type person, right? Yeah.
2: And it was uh, so when we're like, okay, yeah, the, I guess we're being a little loud. We'll try and be, at this point it's like eleven thirty, and we're like, we just made some food, just had some drinks so in nice. us, but then what really uh, struck us is like the neighbor came by, and was like, hey, can you just we have our family here, can you be a little quiet, and we're like okay now we're those people were are complete assholes so like we're trying to wrangle it in but some people are not on the level there's cannot talk quietly We got whatsoever. music going and stuff what, what,
0: what do you mean some people
2: most of the girls there couldn't, couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't shut the fuck up no they just like <laughs> <laughs> i'm we'd all sorry i'll be, be like, talking like this man. i'm having your start right their voices go back to normal I'm like wow okay um like is there a lot of people there yeah i know it was like literally it was like like, we're in our backyard and our neighbors are next to it. Like, it's like you're next to each other. Yeah. yeah.
1: And is
0: everyone up?
2: No, everyone's asleep. Like, oh. lights out by 10 kind yeah, of yeah they're
0: know. like a bunch of robbies like in bed by 10 up at five yeah. like a bunch of families and making a bunch of noise in the morning probably to not understanding that it's the same thing but flipped right? you know what yeah. i mean
2: like talking at normal volume is like you're you're too loud. <laughs> they're probably stomping all over yeah, the campsite yeah.
0: St- doing the dishes <laughs> fucking oh you gotta get the morning start the day rise and shine early bird <laughs> it gets the worm Stompiest well guy. late bird gets late dude. <laughs> all right night birds have a good time you get the worm in the morning have a fucking worm we get blowies and a great time <laughs> from 10 till 3 a.m. okay i mean i can do both Mm-mm. i just uh you have to take a few night naps <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: okay so so night warden comes around yeah so we got like the warning we like that now we're like okay we're we have to be, actually be quiet so we're like it's getting a little awkward yeah i start chain smoking so i'm starting to stress out <laughs> which i've never done before <laughs> But uh, I'm, a,
0: I'm a terrible influence on you. I, feel I know
2: like. I was like these cigarettes are make me feel a lot better. <laughs> Whenever we party
0: at that, like us three, I'm always like, Kev, let's, let's, like none of us, neither of us really smoke cigarettes. Yeah. But for some reason, you know what? It could be your girlfriend too. But like, for some reason I'm always like, Kev, like we can get a pack. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, well, let's split one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, then we ended up, um, we realized there was a beach nearby, or like an area a little away from the campsite. So we're like, oh, we'll walk over there. We can have drinks. We can be as loud as we want for until we're too tired kind of thing. So we bring the girls on a field trip. We're like, this way, girls. Follow us. Um, along the way, we meet uh these 20-year-olds from Niagara who are fucking wasted driving around in their van. And they're also trying to Classic. find the beach.
0: Classic Niagara. <laughs> yeah, and we're, like, we're talking to them. and They're like, oh, we already
2: got, already got like a few warnings. We're trying to find a quiet spot. Then we're like, oh, yeah, we're like, we're, we're trying to find the beach too and then uh we end up finding the beach um we have a good time there we come back we see the niagara kids get still driving around and like oh hey you guys find the beach we're like oh my god no we got four hundred dollars worth of tickets <laughs> from the camp board because wow. they found us with open alcohol and like you can't give duis like they can't they don't have that they need to call the opp so instead they just gave them every possible ticket they could mm-hmm. and one of them lost their phones we're like no we're looking for my phone i'm like you poor, poor bucket kids. That's a, like, wow. Like Killbear, just like yeah. Like not, Killbear not the best of them. Yeah, Killbear is is for families, not for. Listen, you can take the young Niagara kids. You can
0: take the kids out of Niagara. Yeah, but you can't take the Niagara out of the kids. <laughs> you know so I
2: mean? the funny part of the story is uh the whole right when we get there it was just awkward. We realized we're just going to be too loud because we're we're trying to have a good time. We're not going to just go to bed at ten. Um, so we're already expecting get tickets. Like we we think we read uh, online that they actually like do kick people out so we're like we're gonna get kicked out of this place like anytime now kick
0: me out i'm gonna kick myself out so exactly was this just a one night no we're
2: supposed to be there like the weekend until until sunday yeah um and the one friend we're with she realizes that or she realized on the way up that her family cottage in muskoka um no one was up there like there's her parents supposed to be up there and they decided last second they weren't going so she's like disgusting it's 45 minutes away <laughs> it's super racist cottage
0: it's, it's that first sure dude I can't even yeah it.
2: it's like uh, my, my beautiful Muskoka cottage is 45 minutes away we're like alright we're going there Like, let's go so then we essentially just like pulled a chute in the morning and just decided to go to Muskoka and leveled the fuck up from car camping to, to a gorgeous time it was actually a five minute uh, boat ride from Eli's cottage oh right no there. shit yeah. oh sick so. Um, but even in the morning, even the the camp wardens came by. They're like, "We heard you guys." Go. We're like, "We're, we're going." We'll hey, hey, see you K- later. Hey,
0: I hope you have a great weekend in Kill Bear. We're gonna go over to Muskoka yeah. with. Boats we're better than booths, this, and we're gonna have a blast. Thanks for nothing.
2: And then was it way better? Sorry. Oh, it was amazing. We were just laughing. Like, man, I love Killbear Camp, and this is a sick site.
0: <laughs> like the best site the boat house. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. you guys next year. You know what's yeah. better? Ba- <laughs> <laughs> you go. You go to anyone's cottage. You're like, wow, this is an amazing campsite. Yeah. And it's private. Oh, and it's got a whole house and a house for the boats as well. Yeah,
2: we kept saying on the like (laughs) internet. Yes, it's like this is a great beach day, just chilling on Party Island. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. for sure. It was was laughable. She had like I don't know this this cottage was sick. It was like a perfect like I don't know. Even like the patio stones are made of like Canadian shield. It was like it it blended in with like nature. Like looked like a cottage, but was just like had a pool table, Mm -mm. had fucking had everything you wanted. Had hot tub sauna, but like still like cottagey. Yep. Um, But yeah,
0: that makes me sick, dude. (laughs) say, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely Does she, so, has, she have a boat? <laughs> yeah, she should have a sick oh boat. Oh my God, dude. How she, many?
2: Should a bubble machine? A bubble machine? Yeah. It, it was like, a ladies' weekend, by the way. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait what, what do you mean machine? a bubble machine? Just like it blows bubbles outside. But like outside? Yeah. You know, it's just automatic blows bubbles? Yeah, it's kind yeah.
0: of sick. Next time you got to boycott that weekend.
2: <laughs> she have any weed
1: plants? She growing any weed plants up there? Probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,. But uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's all jokes. Uh, make your money and uh, have cottages There's in Muskoka and own boats, more, own many boats.
2: One last key thing of this, uh, it's, I don't know, end of the story, end of the night. Yeah. We have a great great day, whatever, we're winding down the night. Um, we're on the we're on the patio, whatever, uh, having some drinks. Out of nowhere, we hear from the distance like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, do you, the camp I, wardens followed you to yeah, Muskoka. Yeah, we're like, holy fuck, the <laughs> camp wardens here. And it's just, from the, coming from the darkness up from the pat uh, the uh, boathouse, and I, I my, my uh, the girl, I'm like, this, this, some guys coming to you, and then she comes up, and I can tell from her voice, like, hello. I'm like, oh good god, she has no idea who this is. And the guy's just drunk as a skunk coming up, like, oh, I heard you guys having a good time? Thought I'd see what's up. <laughs> and immediately, all, just like air leaves the room, and I'm like, I was the only guy at the time. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna have to handle this fucking psycho. <laughs> it's
0: yeah, like, what, <clears throat> it's like I wonder if you just went crazy mode if guys like that would just like go back to the where they came if you just were like yeah dude and you start like eating your face like, come on come, dude dude he's just like oh, I love this dude you start like dancing yeah, with him yeah. like grinding on him be like yo you here for the orgy yeah you here for the orgy like, and then, then they'll just uh, leave
2: yeah aggressively hit on him and
1: this was just a neighbor I was so yeah
2: um, he introduces himself as a pirate tells three pirate love pun pirates. jokes love pirates and has like some rum. And he's like, I heard you guys having a good time. So I thought I'd say so like, I brought my canoe. I'm a pirate. I docked your boat. Blah, blah, blah And we're like, we're all thinking like, who the fuck is this person? Is this a home invader <laughs> whatever?
0: And then like it's some Muskoka after- equivalent to the people that sh- that shit in our backyards that are like <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Yeah. It's like there's no there's no real like obviously like like it's not like a homeless like kind of crack epidemic in Muskoka. But there's pirates that will just boat up drunk yeah. on rum. And and want to party.
2: This guy ended up being. So after 10 minutes of like, we're, what the fuck's going on? Realize, yeah, he's two doors down, neighbor. The girl actually knows the family. He's like, why didn't you introduce yourself (laughs) as this person? Like,
0: I don't know. I thought, (laughs) like, what's wrong with you? I thought the pirate angle was going to be a lot (laughs) better.
2: And then, like, I. The, immediately I disliked the guy. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Then slowly I'm like he just won me back and I'm like, you know what? Uh, you're, you're, I like you now. <laughs> like you're all right. Deener, who's his name? No, of so no. course it's just fucking But yep. he talked for an hour and a half straight. Just oh, controlled the room story after story. He might have been on the spectrum little He's like kind of like not all there, but right. was like fucking hilarious. <laughs> he had the energy of like a music festival where you just you just someone just comes on your campsite and you make friends with them. could have been but on drugs, probably. But he, yeah, but uh, and at the end of the day, he just had that big like music like festival, festival energy, drugs. but bringing it to Lake Rosso,
0: Cause <laughs> which that, was so funny. Because music festival energy, what would you say that energy is?
2: Just super friendly and like. No,
0: uh, but what fuels it?
2: Drugs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, <laughs> let me
0: think about drugs. that. Uh, drugs. Yeah, yeah. So
1: yeah, you know, be you know, be jokes. If there was like, uh, if if Diener was just like the the like if there was like a local legend of just like a guy who like lived on a pirate ship and just like sailed like the Muskoka lakes and just lived Partying. on his boat it just like
2: it's like it, everyone just kind of knew like oh like there's Dean or like the local well, pirate well, honestly this guy kept telling stories of him he goes on night missions and skulks his words I skulk until I find a good time and then I kind of wait for uh wait in the shadows until there's a good time to uh, terrifying expose myself and we're like you got to use better words, man. <laughs> and he kept bringing these stories S- up of him just like skulk. skulking around, and like like, hey guys, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then he like wins him back after 45 I don't think ever minutes of talking. I've never heard that
1: word before. What does skulk mean? Like, like, lurk, lurking, hey, well, lurking while watching, probably. So Diener is an exposer slash. He's, he's Batman slash. <laughs> he's a Not Batman of Bravo slash.
2: Okay, yeah, nice. He like, yeah, self-proclaimed. Creep, creepy lurker but actually kind of a good guy <laughs> um <laughs> for some reason <laughs> Deener, um Diener, let's get him I on I the pod i know honestly he, he'll Sounds talk like a the character
1: you would be on okay uh, so what i want to hear though the meat and the potatoes of this podcast is what you guys uh you guys been talking uh about you, you figured some shit out or you had a, you had a good uh, oh yeah, mor- yeah, yeah morning morning <coughs> pow-wow. Uh, powwow and you've got uh you know got your uh, you got your lives sorted you got you got some wis- ah. wisdom to shed
0: i wouldn't say live sorted you know but uh, <laughs>
2: we've we, we mapped ourselves a, a, a tr- strategy to get out of the rut of doing fuck all this summer
0: and not even just out of the rut like more like okay so I, I was saying how uh i'm like at baseline right like my my self-control muscles is about as strong as uh your calves you know what i mean <laughs>
2: How dare you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's pulling his caps out. Get those on camera. They're not pretty
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's, chicken cutlet. It's a good yeah. chicken cutlet. There's a, there's Honestly. A, there's one
0: PEI golden potato in there.
1: <laughs> I think about it sometimes. I'd have like a, like, like this would be like a, a nice, like, if you like fried this up be like a be nice like, uh, mm.
0: like chicken breast. Yeah. It'd be like
1: good pulled like pork. good meat there, yeah. you know. It's like I'm, I'm Her, like, I like I eat healthy.
0: G- probably a bit gamey for me. Gra- <laughs>
1: Grain fed. <laughs>
0: Grain fed. <laughs> I don't know if, I was going to say no something.
2: no steroids. Jewel fed. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just I've smelled too many of your farts to ever think of you as tasty. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um no okay so i say how <laughs> anyways my, continue. my willpower is like at, a, at an all-time low and how this is like an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to reset kind of yes like <clears throat> basically the last five years um especially coming out of like my concussion injury i've had to work pretty hard like on health but also just like i don't know just i've been self-employed and been doing a lot like I've just had to, I've had to have a lot of discipline and I've had to, I've had to have a lot going on and it it took COVID to wrench me out of that. But in that entire time, I noticed some patterns and Kevin and I were talking about some patterns in his life and how they're actually quite similar. They just look very different because we're just a little bit different in how we, how we manifest. But Kev, would you, would you say that? Okay. So this is the breakdown that we kind of saw. Kevin has kind of one thing he's working on right now. He's in tech. He, he just got his Bitmaker certification in coding languages. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, well, I bit by just that was a while ago. <laughs> oh, okay. okay.
1: just a year ago. The, just oh, a year. This a wasn't year like over now. the weekend. You just got like <laughs> certified. No, so
0: okay. Kev Kev got his Bitmaker thing over a year ago, okay. and has spent the last year only wanting to do one thing, and that's. Uh, to progress his career in tech, whether that's freelance or getting a job. And your your regular routine was basically getting some motivation from something, whether it was uh, us, a meeting, mm. a video, a friend, whatever. And you'd put in a short burst of work.
2: Even like, yeah, one to three months, or like some peak of work of like, let's go and like get a lot done but then it's then it slowly dissipate at some point point.
0: and the work you were doing was also very much a part of uh rob can you just knock the computer there it yeah. was the work you were doing was also very much like peripheral to your main goal like if you looked at it in a year review it was like oh like i want to get a job all the work you were doing was like you know what i'm gonna practice this language a bit more i'm gonna make mm. this app so that my resume looks better. I'm actually going to work on my resume. You're doing like all this like peripheral work mm-hmm. to the actual next step. I'm going to research a bit more before I do this next thing.
2: It's like, well, I can't apply to a job until I'm perfectly to, suited for to the like job. Perfect for the job.
0: Yeah. And like we talked about it the whole time because a lot of the last year we spent um, chatting about this stuff because our podcast is generally about this stuff and it's something I'm interested in. And It is a self-help podcast uh, after uh, all. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so we would do, like, morning meetings, and we would, like, talk about all this shit and, like, ask questions. And the main thing that would come up is we'd be like, yo, like, you kind of are not taking that next step. Like, why? You know? And uh, I never really, so that was, I'd say, like, cut that point there, right, Rob? And I never really saw myself as the same. I, I thought my issues were different because I was working on many things. Mm-hmm. So I had like five or six different things and I was doing, you know, a little bit of each and I thought, you know, I was busy and it was, you guys thought it was, and in Kevin's own words, he was like, I just thought it was like, you know, impressive and you had, you had stuff going on and, you know, you started the podcast, the business, the band, you had a business from before, you were doing acting and I was like thinking to myself, I was always thinking that whole time how I know for a fact I'm not doing enough to get ahead in any of them. And you guys I just put on a I guess a good front to you guys that like I'm doing all that I can or like whatever, but I was actually doing the same thing you were doing is I would get I'm I wouldn't push my comfort zone. So your comfort zone was applying for that job. Mm-hmm. My comfort zone is selling myself. So what would happen with all these things that I do is I'm very comfortable starting a business. I'm very comfortable working on the operations of a business. I'm very comfortable doing basically the the, the back-end work, the media, the video editing, the pictures, the creative, all in my comfort zone, and I would grow a business comfortably up until a point. I'll use Wrist and Rye, for example. Mm-hmm. Up until a point where the next step the only way to make it go bigger is to commit to it and like sell and reach out and put my put myself out there and do all the things that i'm basically not comfortable doing and i would hit that point and i like didn't want to do it and i kind of tied up wrist and rye and said hey i'm just going to find somebody else that wants to do that right and i was like okay and i thought that that was a good explanation because i was like i i'm not that into jewelry it's not my passion. I, I will put myself on the line for something I'm passionate about, but for stuff that I'm not, I find someone who I'll find someone who is. And I thought that was smart. And you know, that concept generally did work with Landia collection, but then take the real estate, take the business. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the real estate company, take the band. Mm-hmm. We grew those to a point where we got a couple customers yeah. that like came to us basically through our website, through yeah. our like stuff. And if we wanted to make more money, you and I could go to realtor conventions or send some emails or put ourselves out there. yeah, and we didn't do any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It just stays at this like frontier. so my frontier is different than yours, but I was doing all this peripheral work as well to my frontier for five different things mm-hmm. and not really progressing any of them so what what we discovered is every person is different on on where that frontier is but everybody's got a frontier you know what i mean and we didn't know where yours was we didn't discuss you but i i essentially said like if we're going to work on accountability instead of holding ourselves to like these micro tasks like i want to be accountable to send an email and do my resume and finish this video or finish the financials for my businesses, like stuff that I'm really comfortable doing. Yeah. It's like the accountability should really be to your frontier. And we thought of this really cool concept and this is the meat and potatoes of, uh, and, and Kev was the one who suggested it. How, how would you kind of describe it?
2: Well, we said, uh, cause I, I was, when we we're talking, I was like, we we're like saying like, I hey, would kind of seem noticing this pattern, especially for myself. I was like three months, like what, what, why am I not breaking through that thing? They're like, oh, it's like because you're avoiding that one thing that's gonna push you through it, and so we're calling it like the discomfort goal, like the thing you would really uncomfortable that you would, would uh, the thing you're uncomfortable doing that you would have to do to get break over to the other side or to mm-hmm. get over that hump. Yeah. Um. So we're like, if you instead of focusing your energy and like especially with traffic, spreading it along all the things that you're more comfortable with, just focus on that, do all that stuff, but you can focus more energy on the one thing you really don't want to do, and that's gonna level you up more than all the work peripherally kind
0: and, of and there's like some examples to like explain if, if, cause it because it the reason it clicked for me is because I had been thinking about doing this exact thing with my workouts mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize how much they paralleled but essentially I've been working out for a while yeah and I have so I have like everybody else does I, I'm pretty sure um, you have patterns in your life of of kind of like self-sabotage or frontiers that you hit and for me um, with the gym, I can work out hard for two, three months. And I like to do a full body split where I basically hit every muscle group. And I, I work out and I work out until base I hit kind of a point where I'm not breaking through the next level of fitness. I really want to put on size, but I, I always get to the same weight, always the same weight. And then I feel like I look good enough and I'm not willing to put in the work it's going to take to get to the next level. And I, and I peel back and I take a a week off two weeks off and I've done that for years, that same cycle. So I've been thinking about, you know what, if it's too much work or if it's like, it's really just, it's not too much work. It's just like, I'm not doing it properly. A smarter way to do it would be, why don't I focus on one muscle group that's lacking? Like, say, my legs. Yeah. And I just rip legs, like, hard every week. And I just do more, like, maintenance or, like, the basic... Because I'm just doing basically maintenance for the entire body and not progressing. Yeah. It's like, why don't I try to progress one muscle group, and it'll be really easy to just maintain the other ones. And then I'll blow up, you know, like, my quads, my glutes, my hamstrings, my calves. They'll get a lot bigger in size. And then I can actually break through a barrier i've never broken through with that muscle group and then the other stuff hasn't gotten weak like i'm still probably progressing but really slowly like i always have yeah why don't then i switch to my chest and my back Mm -hmm. like a a whole system and then i just have to maintain a new high level of leg like i don't have to keep pushing that that hard to keep it at a good size and just changing the way i work out i can actually break through these barriers quite easily without increasing my workload Mm -hmm. does that make sense Yeah. So if you were to think about it in terms of the way I work, I have a bunch of different things I do and I can quite easily maintain them all and and with my comfort zone. You know, I I clearly have been doing it for years where I'll just, you know, that's my work and I take the little amount of money that I I do from all that or the little amount of success that I get from that baseline of comfortable work Mm -hmm. and instead of kind of blow one of those businesses through that barrier I start a new thing on the side. Do you know what I mean? And I I just like it's so weird. So taking what I have now, it would be like okay, my day-to-day work week will look the same. I do the financials for my business, we do the the social medias for the companies, um you know, we we write music for the band, whatever the base level stuff that we always do. Yeah. And then I choose an area to overdevelop that I'm not comfortable doing. So an example for me would be, I haven't been comfortable um, reaching out on the podcast for bigger guests for yeah. collaborations. Yeah, because I never like, and this is this is across all my things. I just don't like reaching out to like mentors, to people that can help us, to like music managers or like bigger bands that we can collaborate with or whatever. Yeah, it's something I, I've never liked to do. So why don't I overdevelop that for a period of time? Does this make sense? Yeah. So it's like, okay, for the next month and a half, I don't really have to focus on doing the stuff I'm comfortable with maintaining. I'm just going to focus on this one muscle group or this one work group of reach outs. And that's what you guys would hold me accountable to. And it would be like, I'm just going to be a reach out machine. I'm going to reach out to this many people per week, whether it's all podcasts or whether it's spread across the businesses, and I'm going to overdevelop this weak area of myself and that's the accountability because no one really needs to hold me accountable to stuff I already do on my own easily with my willpower. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and for Kevin, his barrier is actually applying for these jobs and getting rejected or accepted or reaching out to people at these companies that would tell him if he's good enough or not or what to do. Mm-hmm. So he would overdevelop. It's like, you want a job? Do you really want a job? Yes. <laughs> right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So it's like you would, you would hammer that until you either fail a bunch and learn exactly what you need to do next or you get a job. Mm-hmm.
2: Like a more focused attack versus I don't know, or like, some general shit.
0: It's also more like instead of me holding you accountable to fixing your resume and yeah. working on your portfolio, it's like I don't even care about that as in terms of like an accountability mm-hmm. exercise. Yeah. All I care about is did you do the thing that you don't ever fucking do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, did you do the thing? Uh, and what the final piece to the this whole idea is uh, from that book that I've been listening to an audiobook. Um, fuck, what's it called? The Way of a Superior Man or, or whatever. I talked about it a few episodes. Um, it talked about this. And I didn't even, when I talked about the book before, I didn't even bring it up because Kev kind of said it and then everything clicked. Like, a lot of times with self help. You need to hear it three different ways or like mm-hmm. uh, to, to really comprehend it. This book talked about this exactly. And it said essentially, because it's, it's a book f- for men or at least masculine people. It's like you can be a, a transgender or like a masculine woman. It's, it's for uh, people with a certain set of qualities. And it's saying that the, the key to success in personal development and self-help is having a close group of people um, that are unapologetically honest with you about one specific thing and that is your comfort zone, your, your frontier your barriers, what you don't do and that group is basically there to give you, if you can't see it, I can see it luckily for myself pretty clearly but if you can't see it, like say you're like um, oh, uh, you know, I'm just fighting with my girlfriend all the time and and like all this shit and you can't see that maybe you're too scared to have a certain conversation or whatever. Like the group would be like, hey man, why don't you do this? And then you'd be like, oh, I don't know. And then we'd be like, you're scared. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're just uncomfortable about it. Do you agree that that would be the right move? And if you agree, then we hold you accountable to that. Or with work, we yeah. hold it, we hold you accountable to... You've never seen me really network or reach out or ask or be the the dean or the pilot pirate of uh, <laughs> social gatherings who who I'd be terrified to approach a social ga- gathering like that from the yeah. woods. Like, you mean to trespass? Yeah, to trespass. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah. You've never seen me push my comfort zone for far enough. I, I push it in very small areas, far enough into networking where I'm like reaching out, asking for help. Yeah. And my mentor would, would say the same about me. I've had a mentor for years with my business and like, aside from like, Hey man, like, like quick opinions. And I've never really asked him to like go out on a limb for me or like, and he will do like, luckily the people around me will do stuff for me because they know I'm not asking and he will suggest stuff. But, my comfort zone is very much asking people for help and asking, because I feel like I'm annoying people or whatever. So it would be like, that's what you guys would be like, hey dude, like that's what you're doing this month or this week, that's where the accountability would be. Yeah. And then you you have a new baseline in that. So now I have a network of people because I forced myself for two months to maintain the, or to build this network. Now it's gonna be easy for me to, ma- to maintain that. My new baseline is a a big leap forward, and I can maintain that. Just like the podcast, when you push yourself to do something, it becomes easy to maintain. We've hit a plateau with this. If we were to push ourselves to a new level with one focused target at a time, we would have a new level that we'd, we'd learn to easily maintain, and then eventually, after six months, if you spent two months, say I have three major businesses in my life, or three major outlets, If in six months, I spent two months focusing on one specific area hard Mm -hmm. and then growing that to a new baseline, then two months on a new specific area, growing that to a new baseline, two months on another specific area, growing that on a new baseline, I would be at a whole new tier of success versus just moving each of them little by little in six months and never really crossing that threshold, just tiny steps on each of them forward and maybe I'm creeping into that threshold but mm-hmm. I'm never really making a big leap and then success comes slow progress comes slow motivation lacks when you don't have progress. does that all make sense?
1: Yeah I, th- I think the, I think a key takeaway from this is uh, what you mentioned about having <clears throat> people be unapologetically honest with you because um, you know you, you can s- you can see that stuff yourself and you can you can you can also hide it yeah you can self-diagnose as much as you want but you can also hide it and i know for me in particular i'm sure you guys are the same way but like uh you know when someone says hearing it from someone else uh you know like one of those things that you may have been like hiding or like uh kind of say you've been like been telling yourself that you've been doing but like really you know you know you're not doing and then someone says it to you you're like you're not You're not this, or you're not good at that, or whatever. Then uh, it hits. It hits a little harder, and it it kind of like fuels the fire. Being like, oh, like you think you think I'm not good at this? You think I can't do this? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you like it. it Just why do you think I rag on you all the time? It hits (laughs) hits
0: right here. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think for me it's funny too because we we were talking about. I'm like, oh yeah, obviously it's like so obvious. Like the most successful people are the ones who do the things that they don't want to do or like you lean into like because you you fall into a pattern because you're always doing what you're comfortable with and you're like like why can't I get over here that's outside of my pattern It's like oh because you're not you're too afraid to kind of pierce through that one thing so you focus on the thing you don't want to do that you're not comfortable with and it's always through that discomfort you kind of like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're up where you want to be
0: the problem I find too with a lot of successful people is some people so I think so again our baselines are much different as I said my baseline is like uh d- doing a lot more as almost as a distraction from the same fears. Does mm. that make sense? So for you because you have uh less of a spread out path what you do to distract yourself is social life, trips, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram, YouTube, surfers like watching TV. It's the same for me. I fill my schedule with all these small, or not small, but um, comfortable menial administrative or like mm. tasks. And it, it's the same deal. And then I, I fill my evenings with hockey and social and I have no free time and I don't really have to deal with the reality of my fears.
2: And almost, yours is almost a little more dangerous or hard to see because whereas I'm like, I know I'm fucking up. I'm like, okay, hey, you're not spending enough time doing the work. You're doing all these other things. You're like, I'm doing a ton of work.
0: and ev- And everyone's like telling me like, Oh, you're working hard. Yeah. Like it's really impressive what you have going on, and it's it's like, it's actually even more like difficult for me because I don't get negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. People are like that's great, that's impressive. Oh, that's cool. You're, you'll for sure be successful, and I'm like, I'll for sure be successful. <laughs> keep but doing what you're doing. <laughs> if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'll be successful when I'm 48 years old at this rate. Do yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I hear you. Unless well. unless I get lucky. Unless somebody discovers or, because we also talked about it, once you get over that hump of success,
1: mm-hmm.
0: be at my current state, mm-hmm. would be perfect for it. Once you get over the hump of success, then people are reaching out to you and you just got to manage
1: maintain. input.
0: You got to maintain um, certain areas. You, you don't want to get wrapped up in, in social media likes and it's like we'd be perfect if we were already rich and famous right now
1: and you had people and you telling, had, like organize your schedule telling you what to doing do the things that you are weak oh, I at c- i could i could do
0: that <laughs> but easy. everybody could yeah if you if nope. you what
2: we're so, talking about though Matt, like some like really hardcore artists who are like just in it for the music and they're making their music and all of a sudden they blow up and they're like this is not what i expected like i don't want to be famous they're kind of like it's not for them or they fail yeah
0: so so a lot of people have through their own experiences so with me Fortunately, through my life experiences, the only reason why any of us are different is because of that. I'd say we're all pretty similar intelligence, right? So through my life experiences, through some injuries, through mentorship, through working, luckily working small businesses with friends, I learned all this shit. So it wasn't until my buddy Andrew ran a College Pro franchise with me that I learned about entrepreneurship. It wasn't until I got my head injury that I learned about health and self-discipline and like having to take uh time that i stepped out of my normal life and i realized that anything is anything's on the table so all these things happened where i just built who i am so that's that but then when you see successful people um when you see successful people sometimes their life experiences gives them these traits Mm. that will push them to the next level like they're not afraid to reach out. They're not afraid to be salesy. They're not afraid to hustle and grind because they need that money. Because they have maybe a complex about money, or they have, like, like or they're poor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. <laughs> but that's that's a complex, right? Yeah. Like poverty is a complex. Um, so they need it. They hustle for it. They grind for it. Their their comfort levels and the things that they don't want to do might. Cause them to get to that level of success and then fail later, go bankrupt. They're not maintaining their money. They're not watching their shit or they have a poor product because they weren't focusing on some of the things that we are comfortable focusing on making it perfect, making, making sure you don't run out of money. And like, so everybody has a different thing. And when I watch these self help people and they're like, just grind, work hard. I'm like, if someone is exactly like you, your prescribed method will work. Nobody's exactly, or a very small group of people are exactly like you. R- the reality is people have to f- self-diagnose their shortcomings and either find a partner who fills it, commit to pushing your comfort zone to push through it, or hire someone to do it. Like, there's only one way to push through. Mm-hmm. Right? Is Someone's got to do that. If it's yeah. not your partner, if it's not you, you either got to get better at it, or you got to pay someone to do it. If you don't have money, you got to do it. And like, it's 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 clear. These barriers will start to become clear when you start to really have a group like this, or really be self-critical and open up your kind of bird's eye view on your I life. I got I
1: got two things. I got two comments. Um, one the 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 people that that uh, you know, like you watch videos and they're just like, "Grind! You're not working hard enough. You know, just work. You know, fifteen hours a day. Do this. It's mm-hmm. it's that easy." they it's easy for them it's it's easy for them because I, and I think they also have their own sorry their own uh, shortcomings as for well sure. you know it's like they they probably don't have as much of a social life you know so it's fam- easier
0: to sacrifice a social life when you don't have a thousand it, friends
1: when you don't have a bunch of friends you know and uh look at that as you know uh, like a benefit or a detriment to them because you know maybe they're lacking like the social skills that could like further their or the enjoyment we get or family like what what is their their family commitments you know oh like you know dad's not in the picture like mom lives like on the other side of the world or whatever right they're like uh, it's 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 easy to like sacrifice and like be like okay i'm just gonna work non-stop part like no girlfriend like like all these distractions are kind of out of the picture but but also think
0: about the quality of the work the impact they're making on the the world so if if they're like grind 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 whatever it takes yeah so they grind like a pyramid scheme and start making a bunch of money but their output into the world is is a a trail of nothingness yeah or they they make a product and they just grind get it out sell it to everyone push it on everyone but the product sucks Mm -hmm. it's like that is to me just as disgusting as someone like myself who will not even who 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 will make all the product and everything amazing but then will not sell it and do you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's so it it's it, same deal mm-hmm. the shortcomings might not be so glaringly obvious as like yeah. oh well your social life is no yeah. i think those people are right you do have to work hard yeah you, I, you I do agree. have to motivate but just working hard is not the answer you would work hard you would work hard if you got to a, a certain point in your careers where it lined up perfectly with your values, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if someone airdropped you and me yeah. into a Rockstar career, we yeah. got a team. Yeah, we yeah. have concerts lined up, tour, yeah, music yeah. video shoots on the go, S- studio time booked, paid for. We're in the cycle. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we'd work 15 hours a day? Yeah. Absolutely we would. Yeah. Because we, we're, we're in our comfort zone. That stuff is extremely comfortable to us. So it's their for them grinding is more of a comfort zone. Sales is more of a comfort zone, and that's not a good or a bad thing. But that's just a lot of those people, and they're yelling at people like us, and we get motivated for a week, and we lose that motivation because we're not actually focusing on like the real core discomforts.
2: And I think the whole thing too is that self control is like it's a resource that kind of dwindles at a certain point. So maybe like that's where you can go for like you're motivated for a couple months and then you kind of hit a point and you drop off because... You don't you just, have a
0: sustainable you, source of progress yeah, to draw motivation from. You just from.
2: depleted your self-control muscle kind of thing. Because like. you
0: talk about it. Progress is everything. People talk about it. If you don't focus on... Like for me, I lose, I lose at the gym because I hit a certain level where I'm not making much progress and I know I have to put in a lot more work and then that's my barrier. Whereas if you're overtraining one area or overhitting one part of work, you're going to see progress quicker in that area, which leads to re ups in motivation. And you don't run out of that, um, to your point, right? So progress is what keeps it, uh, Mm. until you reach a point where you're doing the type of work that really matches your comfort zone. Cause eventually in your career, you'll hit a point where there's people around you doing the work that you're not the best at. Right. And you'll be in a great point where you can work really hard and efficiently. Um, that being said, you said self-control is a resource. I also think willpower and self-control is a muscle and mm-hmm. that just people that are strong-minded or work on being strong-minded can achieve this stuff easier because as, as much as we're talking about this as a solution and it's so simple, I guarantee you without us following up on it, in two days you'll have forgotten about it mm-hmm. and you won't do it. Mm-hmm. So mental toughness is the universal thing that will make this stuff work. And if you don't have it, it doesn't matter if you have all the tools in the toolkit. If you're weak mentally and you can't control yourself, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. You'll never apply the principles of pushing your comfort zone. So mental toughness is the core.
1: Did you guys, so the other morning when you were chatting about all this, did you, did you have like a honest conversation? where you like, Kev, you don't do this. You're not doing this. Trav, you're not. You're bad at this. You're not doing this. Did you have like a yeah back and forth?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: it was kind of it was, we were just both like talking about like our own stuff, and it kind of just came out naturally because or Trav's good at articulating it too. So we're like, he'll kind of pull it out of me, and he kind of pulls it out of himself, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good at that. But uh, yeah, no, we were kind of we we're just we were, the main thing was like, oh, why is this cycle happening? And why or what's like what's missing? And I, I just uh what you're talking there too about um r- r- ring a chord with me, just like. When you don't see progress, or you see kind of like essentially like, oh, to get over this, I need to like get past this wall, and you're like, how am I even? Gonna, and then you're just thinking about all the work to get there, and then and I'll go through this cycle of, oh, what do I even really want? They just start making excuses because right. you see all the work that's going to be involved. Whereas if you're more like one thing, one thing, you're like, oh yeah, no, no fucking problem. That one step, bang, you just get through that. and it's like you'll pierce that wall, no problem, because you like you're just and focusing you make your progress, energy. yeah, mm-hmm. right? Because
0: you when you look at a task, you've explained that you see a task, and then instead of seeing like the next step you see all the work kind of yeah, scattered. Yeah, terrible at that. And that that's a comfort zone thing for you. You're afraid to choose the next step and you end up don't not doing the work or taking forever to do the work, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I have the same barrier. It just looks different. So for me, I have five things that in order to get to the next level, I have to put in a massive amount of work across five things. So I go, do I even want to do it no and then I pull back to my video game Mm -hmm. and I pull back to my comfortable YouTube. Whereas if I was just like, whoa, you don't need to do all that. Just do the stuff you're normally doing now. Blow through on the podcast. Just hammer guests. Find dope guests for two months. Try to find the biggest guests you can get. Try to grow this podcast. Do what you're uncomfortable for two months. And and I'm just like, that's all I got to do is just find bigger guests. It's like, yeah, that's the one thing you haven't been doing for the last year and a half, two years. Yep. You haven't been doing it. So yeah, that's the one thing you got to fucking do. I don't need to do that for every avenue I'm lacking in right now. You know what I mean? It's yeah, way yeah. less intimidating for me. And for you, we, we didn't discuss you. So you got to figure out your thing that you're not doing or haven't been doing for years. That is your comfort zone barrier. And it's going to look completely different than ours. But there is a pattern. You have some sort of pattern that you follow that we can decipher and that'll be the thing I hold you accountable to because regular accountability does not work on you. Regular like, hey, did you do your five things? Did yeah. you do your, hey, I'm giving you this task. Go do it. You'll you'll you'll, you'll just fucking say in your mind somewhere, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that comes from. You got to figure out why that's a no. But uh, we'll figure that out and that's what I can hold you accountable to.
1: Cool. Um... You guys yeah, want to chat about anything else? We're at we're at the hour mark now. You got, you got anything else?
2: Yeah, yeah, a pretty good morning. It was a productive morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, that took a turn. That started off like making fun of like a pretty serious political movement to like bringing it right back into like self help <laughs> and like. <laughs> um, so I think that's a good like contrast in that episode. Cool.
2: Yeah, I don't agree. I didn't agree with the first part, but the second part. Yeah, I'm, Kevin I'm down. specifically
0: off air has agreed with all of those jokes. No, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, This is the stuff that's going to get dug up. By the way, where, I know.
2: I'm just thinking that, like, you're going to apply for that job and be like, "Oh, I finally broke through and I, that discomfort," and they're like, "We found you on this podcast. <laughs> and like, and you're you are going you pretty can't, can't work. You're here. going pretty hard on <laughs> these jokes." Um, But like, your buddy goes pretty hard, and you kind of laughed a little
0: bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy in the green shirt's a bit, (laughs) bit racist. You know what the truth is? They're jokes, and uh, I kind of like if I'm doing anything where I could get canceled for that. Like that to me is the bigger issue because I know in my heart how I feel is like good, and I actually like, actually like really like care about people and stuff. So it's got It's probably you got to wait till it happens to you before you really get mad at cancel culture. I, I do feel like a lot of the people that get canceled are actually bad people. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, like legitimately canceled. You mean yeah.
0: Legitimately canceled, and mm-hmm. I, so that I think you build a. I think if someone knows me or fans see enough of my shit when I when I blow up, that I'll have enough of a body of oh. Mm-hmm. he's actually a good person that this one won't thing won't define him or...
2: Misinterpreted. Maybe misinterpreted on, like a people don't know you and they're like, yeah, oh, fuck this guy. But, but then, then you'll
0: have your core yeah, which will be enough. Like you don't... No one...
2: And I think you're enough of an honest person that it, most people get canceled. It's like, oh, it turns out they have a secret life yeah, that no one knew about. And yeah, it's yeah.
0: Like, I'll, I'll... And also, if you're honest from the start, so if I make the jokes I like to make publicly right from the start and your fame is built on that, then it's not a surprise when this like crystal clean person, they're like, he made a Black Lives Matter joke in private. It's like, no, I'll joke about everything right from the start. And mm-hmm. if, I, if I don't make it, then, I mean, sorry, if I make it, then it's like, you knew what you knew what you propped up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you brought this into the, the mainstream, but I was listening to a Rob Lowe podcast on Joe Rogan. Sorry, he was on Joe Rogan and he was explaining how he's like, I, I wouldn't want to be famous now.
2: Mm-hmm. it's scary.
0: And he's like, it's ac- incredibly scary. He's like, it was, it was paradise in the eighties. There's yeah. very private. <laughs> just, he was doing, he said he was doing a lot of cocaine, lot of hooking up with like women and just partying and, and no movement ever came after squeaky and clean he's, Rob Lowe. Just, he just like
1: walk on eggshells now.
0: Yeah. So, you know, maybe they'll, they'll come a time where people like us that are kind of getting famous during the eggshell period that are just smashing eggs on the way. You know, don't have to worry. We'll see. I'll be a litmus test. Mm-hmm. If that's the right word. I'll be the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. I'll try to be my authentic self, which obviously includes like jokes that are distasteful, and we'll see how it goes. On that note, <laughs> see On you that next note, Tuesday. Baby, where did these niggas be at when they say they're doing all this and all that? Beef and you moms, you can't even pay me enough to react Been waking up in the crib and sometimes I don't even know where I'm at Please don't pay that nigga's songs in this party I can't even listen to that Anytime that I run into somebody It must be a
1: victory lap, hey Shawty come sit on my lap, Hey, They saying Drizzy just snap This in between us is not like a story This isn't a closable gap, ay I see some niggas attack And don't end up making it back